0: Hello, it is Thursday, September 10th, and the NFL is back tonight! We're obviously excited, got some good conversation, good breakdown of the game, and what we're expecting from tonight and this weekend, when football dives all the way back into our life. Per usual, if you like this show, feel free to tell a friend. You know a little guerrilla warfare out there, boots on the ground, grow this thing, one person talking to one person at a time. And if you don't like this show, just act like it never fucking happened. We can't thank you enough for allowing us to penetrate your ear holes. Let's get to this thing. The Super boost tonight. We got a big-ass super boost that we are hammering this evening at FanDuel. Patrick Mahomes to throw 300 touchdowns. Or 300 touchdowns. He might. Yeah, be
1: pretty good. He, he might. Take the
0: over. 300 yards, three touchdowns, and the Chiefs win. Uh, it went from plus 170 to plus 270. Ooh. Yeah, $50 max might get more than double your money. That feels like something that's going to happen. And I know the number 300 sounds large. Yeah. But if you look at anything that they did last year, and if you look at the betting trends for Super Bowl-winning teams or Super Bowl-winning quarterbacks in home uh, field advantage and opening night, I mean, the Super Bowl-winning quarterback, normally wins the game. That is just Mm -hmm. how it goes. Now, I remember the Eagles a few years ago, they just shit the bed. You remember that? Oh, yeah. yeah. And the fans were booing. (laughs) The the Eagles fans who were so passionate. They just shit the bed. The Eagles shit the bed and the fans were booing them on their Super Bowl banner celebration night. I mean, that is just the most Philadelphia thing of all time. Aside, I'm not going to bring up what they did to Santa Claus. I'm not not going to talk about my situation I had with them when it was the first game back after uh, my suspension for an alleged event and I got a chance to see the entire wide range of the Philadelphia Eagles fans Emotions where I was welcomed with open arms at the beginning of the game. One Philadelphia Eagles fan actually said to me, "Like, hey, there's nothing wrong with having a few of these and going for a swim," and then chugged his beer. Okay, and that was an entire section like cheering for me. I'm like, Mm -hmm. thank you. I had a good punt, my first punt back, pin him at the one. I come back. That same person (laughs) is yelling at me, telling me to go fuck myself. (laughs) So I literally got a chance to experience in a personal fashion a Philadelphia Eagles fan. But aside from that. The Super Bowl champ normally wins. Now, the Patriots have lost a couple times in that thing. Oh yeah. But if you look back like 18 years, what are the stats, Diggs?
1: Uh, Reigning Super Bowl champs are 17-3 and three straight up and 13-5-2 against the spread in the next season's opener. So
0: it's 9-1 tonight. Uh, the Chiefs are, are giving 9-1 a a to lot. the Texans. That's a lot of points. I mean, that is a lot of points. But if you look at the trends, you look at the history, and you think about what the Kansas City Chiefs have done this offseason and getting better, and some would say the Texans potentially got worse. Now, they signed Deshaun Watson to a long-term deal, got a little uh, stability a quarterback, good for them, something that the Dallas Cowboys couldn't do they were in that state with a quarterback who's going to be much more expensive now because the Deshaun mm-hmm. Watson deal got Yikes. done. They get rid of their best wide receiver who just signed a two-year deal out in Arizona and negotiated that deal himself, by mm-hmm. the way. Mm-hmm. They add David Johnson, who David Johnson gets a chance to get back into a system that he succeeded in, kind of. Billy O'Brien and Bruce Aaron's uh, system is the same, but many would say that the Texans did not get better this offseason. And the Chiefs somehow did get better this offseason. They locked down Everybody They made everybody happy that they had to make happy. And it feels like the Chiefs are on this arrow up still. Even after riding an incredible wave through the playoffs of comebacks and magical moments and beating the 49ers after lo- having a loss or, or no being down in basically every single game, it feels like the Chiefs are just hot right now. It just feels like there's nothing going to slow them down. And they had the same amount of offseason as everybody else. Normally after you win a Super Bowl, there's a lot of celebrating, I would assume never got to do it I lost Super Bowl and I celebrated the hell out of it so there's a lot of celebrating and and you can kind of get caught up in that oh you don't fully get back or get the rest and get your team ready but this year it was a delay everybody had the same exact amount of time everybody had the same rules basically be locked down in your house you can't do anything I mean I feel like all those things potentially benefit a team that was hottest at the end of the season last year and Patrick Mahomes said openly that he had no idea how to read a defense until midway through last season they go win a fucking Super Bowl by the way after that I just don't know if he slows down I love Deshaun Watson and I think he he's magical. And it feels like nine and a half is a lot.
2: Oh, oh here oh. it comes. Oh, no way.
0: Chiefs minus nine and a half. Oh! Hammer! Oh! And I'm not alone, by the way, Diggs. There is a lot of money on it. I think 70% or 60% of the money is on that thing.
1: Yeah, let me pull it up right now. So, right now, 57% of the bets and 61% of the money's
0: on KC. Which would mean, by the way, that I'm probably not going to win. That, that, <laughs> As soon as you hear those stats, that means probably not good. Not good. But in this particular fashion, because of everything I just said, one team got better, seems like another team potentially either stayed the same or got worse after they lose their number one wide receiver. And are they going to be able to bring back David Johnson of the past? and I'm not 100% sure about that. feels like the Chiefs are just going to go ahead and do this thing
1: tonight. As long as the money is higher than the bets, you're good there. And then also, Brandon Cooks is questionable. Mm. Uh, The Chiefs' first-round draft pick last year who got hurt in Week 16, Juan Thornhill, the safety, was playing incredible at the end of the year. He's back for them. I mean – I think it's it. I think Patty Mahomes is 7-0 and against the spread in his last seven games.
0: How about that? That's why they had nine and a 9.5, by the way. Yeah. It was probably supposed to be like 6.5 or something <laughs> like that, and they're like, ah, this fucking son of a bitch, though. He, go ahead and up that thing 3. 9.5 is a lot, mm-hmm. especially on opening night. We have no idea what to expect. There'll be 17,000 fans in the Kansas City Chiefs Stadium. There'll be a much different environment. Who knows what's going to happen before the game, during the game, after the game, but I do know, off the field I'm saying, but I do know, that they're going to win by at least nine and a half. I feel good about it, too. I'm going to come in tomorrow undefeated in NFL picks. Our super boost is going to hit over there as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're just going to come in just
2: swimming into money to start this whole thing early. feels good knowing that you're going to win cash going into it. It does. But even with coach being questionable, like, doesn't it take a few games to get a chemistry between your quarterback and your number one wide receiver?
3: Um,
1: You asked that to Aaron yesterday, how long it takes in training camp enough time.
0: And I think Aaron tried to answer that in a fashion that was humble but you gotta remember Aaron Rodgers literally throws balls into buckets Mm -hmm. so the pocket that's why Jordan Love looks so bad by the way in these videos because the drill that they're doing is an accuracy drill Mm -hmm. and he's following Probably the most accurate passer in the history of the NFL. I mean, that is what Aaron Rodgers is. He puts a ball in a bucket from 80 yards away or 15 yards away. Mm -hmm. So I think that is potentially why he didn't have to learn. him. Like watching Peyton build up the chemistry with the wide receivers was really awesome to watch. We're talking – so many reps. Yeah. I mean, it was just so many, so many, so many, so many reps. Because he was throwing to a spot because he didn't have as strong of an arm. Whenever I was with him, I don't know if he ever was known for having a strong arm aside from that commercial that said six five laser rocket arm. Mm-hmm. I, his thing was all about dropping it in a spot, but he had to know when and where the wide receiver was going to be there. So that was repped out so much, mm-hmm. so so, and that's why Peyton was considered so damn good because a lot of his throws. Were, I mean, there's a lot of reasons. He knew exactly what the defense was going to do. He knew all that shit. He ran our entire building and all that stuff. But a lot of those throws, he's thrown before people even break. And that's why the wide receiver and the DB had no chance, basically, because neither of them knew the ball was going to be there until they both turned their heads and the ball was already there. That took a lot. I think there's different styles of quarterback play, though. I'm not sure everybody throws like Peyton. Uh, I think Aaron is a guy who obviously can can zip it and he can put it in there. But is Deshaun Watson have to get his timing out? I would assume. But would you play a guy? On a Thursday night game, when you know you have another ten days, if his hamstring or whatever injury was, what he have quad. What is it?
1: It was quad, I believe. Yeah.
0: Yeah. If he has a quad injury and it's like you're like right there, and it's week one, and he's your he's going to be your guy. Chiefs. It, it, like, do you even put him in? There? That's like the Mike Evans situation. Like Mike Evans has a hamstring injury down there in Tampa, and they're like he's questionable. He's questionable. It's like well, you have a lot of weapons down there. It's week one. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're playing the Saints, so it's a big game. It's a division game. You have to win your division games. It's just the way it goes. But if If you have all your other weapons, and why would you... Why would you risk it week one? Why would you blow out the hamstring and not just, hey, let's give you one, two more weeks here of rehab? Because muscles, by the way, especially for these guys, two weeks is an eternity basically mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to kind of get them healthy. But it's all about necessity. And maybe they need Brandon Cooks come back at eighty percent or whatever he's at tonight. Uh, and maybe they need Mike Evans. I don't think they do, but maybe they do. Plus
1: with, with those two guys, like those those are wide receivers who have had who have had some injuries in their career. So like those are the guys that you would maybe sit out a week just so that they, hey, we've got a lot of season left.
0: Hey, we got a lot of time left here plenty i'm i would be so pumped if i'm playing thursday night by the way yeah the only thing that sucks is you got to go to training camp three days earlier Mm. but i would be so pumped to be playing you get two bye weeks because they get an extended weekend Mm -hmm. here now to watch football to watch all the other teams then they probably go back in there on monday and then tuesday off and then wednesday they're back in this is a good thing for especially this year because of you know, nobody had OTAs or spring or anything like that. Pre-season. Because if you play to the Super Bowl like the Chiefs have, and then you have Thursday, I mean, that's only like three days less, but the Super Bowl is February now. you got, you got a lot shorter time to recover, get the bodies right, and get back reacclimated into, oh, we're going into season mode. But that team feels like they are locked and loaded over there. Run it back is what Patty Mahomes said. Run that thing back. They're ready. They we, are ready.
1: We never talked about this, but it, it, I believe it came out last week, and I wanted to get your opinion on like the player's side of this. So players that play in the game, can't go into the facility the next day unless it's for uh, treatment or rehab or something like that. Does that mean anything to you guys?
0: I saw Thomas Morstead said this makes no sense. Test guys on game day so they can get into the facility because the rehab starts the day after. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know what teams have what, uh, but the Tordal's wearing off mm-hmm. too that next day. If you are on a team that is smart, now granted who knows about the long-term effects of people if <laughs> think that. but if you're a team that's like hey we do offer toradol to our players if they have an injury because it is an anti-inflammatory that's all it is mm-hmm. it happens to be the best one that ever exist and makes your whole body feel good but yeah the next morning like cold tub and rehab and all that is vi- it's huge because you have to get on that as soon as because ha- now if you delay that another day then what now you're getting pushed back this yep. way so it's kind of you know it kind of fucks up a lot of stuff thomas Morris, i saw him tweet about it like hey we got to be able to figure this out so so.
2: Are they testing right after
0: the game on Sundays? I
2: don't think so. They should
0: be. No, they're not testing on game days. That's why they have to be off the next day.
2: Oh boy!
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's going to be that's potentially going to be problematic. Probably going to change. Yeah, it's probably going to be problematic. <laughs> so sorry to interrupt. Uh, let's take a little time to talk to the dog owners out there. I have two dogs, obviously, Valerie, who was rescued uh, about a week before she was potentially going to be put down at a shelter. She's the greatest dog to ever exist. She's half Pitbull, half Sharpay, and she has me wrapped around her little paw. And then there's Chuck, who's a corgi who knows uh, that people really think he's cute. and He has come around, and I love him a lot, but what those two dogs have become massive fans of is this once a month gift that shows up. It's like Christmas for dogs and it's called BarkBox. I did not know about BarkBox until they came into our lives here just a couple months ago. And it's a $22 monthly subscription for your pooch. And you get over $40 worth of items in there. So what are you doing? You're saving at least $18 a month and you're spoiling your pooches. BarkBox is a dog-obsessed company that's devoted to one goal, and that's making your dogs happy. They've done that for my dogs, and they'll do that for your dog or dogs as well. And if you join now, you get a free extra toy in every single box. That's $60 worth of free toys that you'll be getting this year whenever you sign up at BarkBox.com forward slash Pat. There's toys in there. There's treats in there. It's tailored for your dog and it's shipped every single month for free. Start now and get $60 in free toys this year. Unique toys, USA made treats, free monthly delivery, $22, $40 worth of stuff in there. You're saving 18 bucks to begin with. And if you sign up at barkbox.com forward slash Pat, you get $60 in free extra toys. I mean, Let's keep our dogs happy. Hey, anything to make that tail wag, anything to make that tail wag EmbarkBox is doing a lot of things to make your dog's tail wag. That's all we're trying to do here. Put a smile on their face, put happiness in their heart, because that's what they do to you. That was cute. Let's get back to the show. Uh, we're being joined now by a man who's a two time, two time pro bowler. You might remember him from winning the game down in New Orleans, a playoff game that was very vital. Uh, very controversial to be honest very very controversial catch (laughs) Uh, we've been on that since the beginning for our people down here in New Orleans gotta do it but this guy's a stud and I can't wait to chat with him ladies and gentlemen tight end for the Minnesota Vikings Kyle Rudolph yeah Yeah, Kyle
4: just
0: one hand pat oh okay that's on (laughs) me um I got a chance to talk to Aaron yesterday division rival for you but he was talking about Mm -hmm. how this new schedule how you guys had to ramp up period he said his arm feels better than it has for the last 10 years because kind of during the quarantine he got to get some things right and then there wasn't as much downtime and then uptime and ramp up time do you feel the same way because I thought there was a chance that football was going to suck but he was like basically pitching it the complete opposite direction (laughs)
4: You know, I, I would agree in that, you know, most people would assume without four preseason games, you know, just no OTAs, no mini minicamp, uh, you might not feel as prepared going into week one. But, you know, we we had that two week ramp up period. Um, we probably had more training camp practices than we've ever had, because you yeah. when you're in a preseason schedule, you know, it forces you the day before the game, really the day of the game, if, if you're not playing a whole lot of snaps, And the day after the game are kind of like off days so you think about it we've been going six out of seven days instead of four out of seven days um so you know coach zimmer did a good job for us kind of we did a two-quarter scrimmage down in the stadium a couple weeks ago to to get the feel you know we took i took 36 38 reps so you know, that's probably the most I would have ever taken in a Ooh. preseason game. What were your
0: stats? What were your stats?
4: How'd you do? Oh, I had, I had, I think I had one grab. So, you know, a typical preseason game, you know, you want to get in, get out, uh, get, get your hands <laughs> on the ball. And 36
0: snaps, one catch. Is Kyle Rudolph no longer a part of the Minnesota <laughs> Vikings? Wait a minute, Kyle. Uh, so you feel good, huh? Body feels good, feels ready to rock?
4: I do, yeah. I, I feel like physically and, and another thing, too, that, I know I'm talking to a couple of the guys in the locker room this week, you know, mentally, normally at this point, you think about it, you've been going since the middle of April and, you know, you have that OTA mini camp. Uh, it's not a physical grind, but you're still in the meeting room all the time and, and you're mentally thinking about football all day, every day. Uh, so guys mentally feel fresh right now and it's like we can't believe that you know we're, we're going to play a game it's the the middle of September, early September because uh, normally at this point you know you, you've been grinding for a long time mentally, and uh, I feel like guys feel really fresh heading into the week one.
0: How do you feel about? primetime kirk cousins saying if i die i die that is (laughs) i did not know that about kirk cousins i do not know that he now he got attacked for that obviously and i did not know he was going to get attacked i think he said all the right things and i think his quote was potentially taken out of context and people didn't hear his entire quote and they just started attacking him because that's the world we live in right now but him just going if i die i die that is a kirk cousins that i did not know exists i'm like this guy is a savage what have you seen out of kirk cousins this year last year got a lot of weight off of his back i mean wins a uh, primetime pre, uh, playoff game wins down in Jerry world has success, more success than he's ever had. And he looked better than he's ever looked. What, I mean, did the, if I die, I die quote from him, raise any eyebrows in the locker room. And how does Kirk cousins look this year?
4: Uh, you know, Kirk's had a good camp. Uh, there's definitely that fiery side that, you know, we see competing our, against our defense all through training camp. Uh, you know, he likes to mix it up with those guys. Uh, you know, he, he gets competitive, Gets a little fiery, so you see that. If I die, I die. Come out of him at practice <laughs> from time to time, and you know, like you said, he, he played really well in a lot of big games for us last year. Uh, down in Dallas on Sunday Night Football, obviously the playoff game in New Orleans, um, and we all knew the narrative. You know that Kirk can't win big games. Kirk can't win primetime games on the road, and uh, it's it's up to the ten other guys on offense to play well and, and hold up our end of the bargain because. He played so well in all the big games last year, uh, he gave us a chance to win every one of them.
0: Isn't it hilarious, though, that uh, like back in the day, I would assume media people and even athletes would be like, no, I didn't even... I don't read my press clippings, dude. <laughs> I don't know that anybody's talking about me not doing that. Like, that was something going in. I was assuming to Dallas. I think Dallas was the big game that everybody was like, mm-hmm. oh, Kirk Cousins, primetime Kirk Cousins has been birthed from Jerry World. That is what happened. But that conversation, was it any, ever, ever anything that Kirk Cousins ever talked about? Or, anything, or was it just something that was just understood? Did you ever feel anything different out of him in those games that he knew that he was going to get judged upon immediately, whether or not he played well or not, just on a win or a loss?
4: No, and, and I feel like, you know, like you said, you have the guys that are always like, oh, I you know, I, I don't read what the media says, I don't hear it. In today's world, that's not possible. Like, you, you're you going to see it, you're going to hear it. Uh, but I think our locker room, our offense was probably even more aware of it, uh, like I said, because it was our responsibility as the 10 other guys on offense, uh, defense, special teams, uh, we all had that Kirk can't just go win the game by himself. You know, football is... You know, one of the unique sports where one person can't just take over the game and it doesn't matter what else happens around them. Uh, you need the 10 other guys on the field with you uh, to, to make you look better, to make you play better, um, but also to hold up their end and, and make sure they're getting their assignment done. So um, I, w- I would say the, the rest of our offense was kind of more aware of it and, and really wanted to, to squash that last year. Uh, than he was.
0: Well you definitely did and you also just called basketball a selfish sport which
4: uh, <laughs> I can't believe
0: Colin Rudolph is going out to Hey
4: work. I'm a, a former basketball player I'll be the first one to just ISO everybody get out of my way I'm <laughs> taking the ball here <laughs> uh,
0: You're right though it takes everybody I mean a long snapper can ruin a game for somebody and then the quarterback will get joint I mean it is such a miniscule task which is going to be interesting this year with special teams because Young guys probably never played preseason or never played special teams, no preseason. I mean, that's where there's going to be a lot of uh, eyebrows raised. Let's talk about the mm-hmm. losses you guys had. Never want to look in the past. Hey, spaceships don't come equipped with rearview mirrors, dog. Mm-hmm. They dip, but you guys had a great year last year. Stefanski gone, Diggs gone. Uh, how has been the adjustment? And you guys got a rookie. You drafted a wide receiver, right? Who did Justin yeah, Jefferson? Justin Jefferson, who's yep. yep. a stud, Jackson. right? How has he been fitting yeah. in in the role? I would assume it's not, he's, nobody replaces anybody, but I would assume another weapon there is good for the offense.
4: Absolutely. Uh, and, you know, he's a guy that came in uh, in a unique situation with no offseason. We didn't have the OTAs and minicamp practices that we would normally have. But, you know, we were able to get together pre-training camp in one of those, like, player-led deals that Bertie got in trouble for having in Tampa. We did one of those in Minnesota. Oh, oh my God. Wow. So uh, that was the first time I got to see Justin. And he's he's a special talent. You know, he's, he's a first-round pick for a reason. Uh, very explosive, good route runner. Uh, so I'm excited to, to see him get to go out there and, and play live for the first time.
1: Kyle, uh, have you had a chance to go up against Mr. Ngakwe yet? And how good does it feel that you're in an organization where a guy will take like $6 million less to get out of another organization to come to yours?
0: Don't need it, he says.
4: <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he's... Along those lines as well, you know, it's about Justin and how explosive Justin is, you know, he, he's the same way, you know, Yannick is, is super explosive, you know, has been one of the most disruptive pass rushers in our league over the last few years. And, um, you know, it, it says a lot about our organization that somebody's willing to come here for less, uh, but it also speaks to Rick Spielman in our front office that, um, you know, when they see an opportunity, uh, they know it's our time to win now and they're willing to go out and get a player who hopefully is here for a long time, but realistically, you know, it could just be here for a year. So, you know, to give up a a couple draft picks and know that, you know, we got a chance to win now, you know, it speaks volumes of Rick and, and the way that he's always going to give our team the best opportunity to go win games.
0: Man, the Vikings are an organization that goes for it. I mean, a brand new stadium just a few years ago, and we've asked every player about this because to me, it is a very intriguing part of the storyline, especially for veteran guys who have accomplished a lot. The no fans thing. I don't know what minute, what are you guys doing? I don't know what the rules are. None. None. <laughs> <laughs> so is that just indefinitely?
4: Uh, the, as of right now, it's the first two. So we have two home games in the month of September, uh, both of which will be with, with no one in attendance.
0: So you guys have been doing the 70 decibels of practice. How has that been?
4: <laughs> it's different. You know, like I said, we had that, that scrimmage down in the stadium where we did the two quarters and. Uh, we did one quarter where it was as if we were the home team, and, and you kind of get the feel as an offense, uh, the the lower decibel level, and then the second quarter as if we were in a away team, and you get the the higher decibel level. But uh-huh. it's it's not near. You know there won't be a, a home field advantage for for teams that don't have fans in the stands just because you have crowd noise. Um, it it's basically just takes away the the silence of an empty stadium if you would
0: listen i know every football player is supposed to try as hard as they can on every snap for the love of the game but with your position there's bang you're hitting people you're getting slammed is there going to be any trouble for you at all to like flip the switch that it's real like, it's not like a, I don't know. I think that makes sense when I'm asking you. I'm not sure if everybody yeah. else will understand that, but it is a little bit difficult, I think, to kind of flip that switch, especially if there's zero energy in the entire stands.
4: Absolutely. I think football is a game, again, that's extremely unique in that, you know, you go out there and you put your body on the line and, and you do things when the adrenaline's fallen that, you know, you might not do in, in a practice or a scrimmage uh, and, and, I'll be curious to see. You know, as a team, we're going to have to kind of feed off one another's energy and, and bring that energy because you're not going to be able to get it from sixty-five thousand fans in that environment. So, oh. um, you know, it's it's kind of that whole you know you got to bring bring your own energy. We got to feed off one another, and uh, I think it'll go a long way if you make you know big plays early in the game to kind of create some energy.
0: Is the Viking going to blow that horn still? Or <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Geez. Viking blow or no.
4: Uh, I'm sure they'll have somebody. Uh, who knows? In today's world, it'll probably be virtual. Not raggedy. Oh, oh
0: no. no. He was asked for a pay raise a couple years ago. They almost kicked his ass out of town. Yeah, now they're geez. like, he can't even yeah, blow the damn horn. He's
4: gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kyle, he, another. I, I think he actually threatened to go be a Green Bay fan. Oh, so oh, got bad oh,
2: oh man. Go ahead. Kyle, uh, another elite tight end, Zach Ertz, is working on trying to stay in Philadelphia for the remainder of his career. How important is it to you to start and finish in Minnesota?
4: Well, it's something that, you know, as a young player, as a player early on in your career, you know, you don't really think about. But then now as, you know, I've been here for 10 years, uh, you know, you start to establish roots. Uh, My family's here. My kids go to school here. Uh, This has become home for us. And as you become entrenched in the community, uh, that becomes that much more important. And, And for me, you know, I said it last year when I signed my extension with a year left on my current contract that, free agency was never appealing to me uh you know i never had a desire to go play for any other organization uh the way that our organization is run from the top down you know starting with our ownership and in the, in the wealth family uh rick spielman rob brzezinski coach them there's just there's no desire for me to want to go anywhere else uh and i think you know that is evident in you know seeing how many guys have either stayed here or you know in the in Gakway situation come here for less money because they just want to be a part of this organization.
0: Ten years? Hey. Yeah, wow. wow. Hey, obviously, obviously very, very wealthy, but that, that is not <laughs> that's not normal at all. Congratulations. There's only I mean those stats those stats that they give out for the percentage of athletes that last three years, four years, five years, ten years is a very, very, very small number. Congratulations, especially at tight end. That ain't easy. That's not easy. At all.
4: Thank you. Does the body feel old? How do you feel old? You know what? I, I feel good. I think it's one of the things that as you get older, you get wiser and, and you learn how to take care of your body. And uh, with March Madness being canceled this year, we didn't party in Vegas like we yeah. normally do together, yeah, Pat. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, you, know, you <laughs> yeah. feel good going into the season. Bingo.
0: I mean, life feels a lot better without that type <laughs> of stuff going on. Uh, 10 years ago, though, you were at Notre Dame. Obviously, Notre Dame, uh, <laughs> Lou Holtz, shout out Lou Holtz and whoever was your coach at the time and everything like that. There was a report that came out on Sports Illustrated or one of Sports Illustrated's affiliates that Notre Dame pretty much saved like college football because when the Big Ten and Pac-12, and this is not our words, okay, this is being reported by people who are paid to report stuff, who actually check it and all that shit. So allegedly, the Big Ten, whenever they in the Pac-12 decided to postpone the season, they thought they were going to be heralded as heroes, and they thought that the ACC, the next day, was going to do the exact same. They, they, For some reason, I don't know if it was a conversation. And then the story goes that Notre Dame called the ACC immediately upon hearing about the Big Ten and Pac-12 and said, Hey, let's work something out. Let's figure this out. So we'll join the ACC later, later or something like that. And the ACC was like, OK, we get an NBC national primetime game every single week. We have this whole thing in the future. We should definitely do that. And it potentially saved college football at this point with what you've done with the NFL here with the testing and how the whole process has gone do you think there is a safe way to go throughout this entire season that college football is could definitely do and easily uh, replicate
4: you know it it's harder for them just simply on the fact you know for us we have daily testing you know the, the numbers have been published with the you know, thousands of tests that players and staff have had over the last six weeks. Uh, you know, I, I know most of people in college football. I think are maybe testing a couple times a week. Um, you know, the the thing with daily testing is, you know, you know, you compare it to, you know virus comes in you know one person has it uh if you have to wait two or three days to get tested there's a greater chance for that to really get throughout the course of your team uh to whereas in the nfl with us being tested every day you know you know immediately if somebody tests positive them and everyone that they've been around is now kept out of the building so um i do think and and the positivity comes from you know the numbers that we've had over the last six weeks you know i think uh, less than 10 people have tested positive, player and staff, throughout the entire NFL. and, and here we are go. yeah,
0: go. It's going to take all of us! It's going to take all of us!
4: So, you know, being that we've done it for six weeks, and, and it's not like everybody's been in a hotel for training camp and we've been isolated from our families. Uh, we've done this for six weeks, and I don't see why that would change uh, now as we move forward throughout a, a 17-week season. Uh, and also uh, and through college football because I know they're they're very adamant about the testing as well.
0: Okay. Well, Kyle, you just made me feel very good. Uh, good luck this weekend. I hope you have a great game. I hope you do very, very well. Uh, if you could make sure Aaron Rodgers also has a good game because he's joining us next Tuesday so if you could tell yeah. the boys in the back mm-hmm. end, let them come do in, but you guys get to win. Be very, 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 you know
4: what I mean? Sounds good. Thanks, hey, bro. you're a
0: very, very good guy. Congrats on the extension. Congrats on 10 years. Thanks for joining us and uh, you're the man.
4: Thanks, guys. I appreciate it.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, two-time Pro Bowler Kyle Rudolph with a hell of a push-off last playoff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: That Kyle! Have good, Have
0: good. See you, man. Appreciate you.
4: See you. Thank you.
0: He's good dude. Mm-hmm. Hey, you guys partying in, in uh, Vegas for March Madness, huh? Yeah. We had a good time. We had a good time together, yeah.
1: He had this friend or bodyguard. I don't know who he was, but he was an, he was an electric
0: show. Yeah, it was <laughs> normally... So, what happens in those types of situations is you see somebody you know, and then I'll have my group of friends with me. Yeah. And then they'll probably have a group with them. And then we have to, we go and like do something, and then my friends immediately hate that group have, <laughs> or like the group right so it's like one or the other and that normally causes like the duration of us hanging out mm. does that make sense so normally it's like a quick like hey what's up let's have a drink and then we'll kind of bounce back to our uh part of the dance floor or, or the bar wherever we're at but that was good guy. like we got along with yeah. their group we were together for i think five hours one night six hours yeah so i know a lot about him good Ripping guy up. good time Good time, Kyle Rudolph, and very, very, very good at football. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's unbelievable at football. I would like the Packers to, Aaron Rodgers, to have a great game this yes. weekend because I would like him to uh, feel good. And maybe. No, I don't want to say it because I got Kirk on my shirt mm-hmm. and I just talked to him, and I assume there's a lot of Vikings fans watching. But you oh. have to understand, for selfish reasons, I would like the Packers to win because I want Aaron Rodgers to be there very happy on yeah. yeah. Tuesday because uh-huh. he's coming on the show. So you understand that for the good of the show, yes. I would like the Packers to win. Team Roger. But I. Primetime Kirk Cousins was born last year, and that is something that cannot go understated. Primetime Kirk Cousins wins a playoff game in New Orleans with a packed house that is not easy to win. Not easy to win down there. And he won on Jerry World, and he was throwing the ball all over the yard last year. They could be a problem in that NFC North. They got better this offseason. Not to mention,
2: if he dies, he dies. He doesn't care. He'll do anything for the win.
0: Yeah, if he... Listen, what if Kirk Cousins becomes Ryan Fitzpatrick all of a sudden? What if he starts running his face into people because he says, if I die, I
2: die. How much of a disadvantage, though, do you think it is with no fans for the Vikings? Because I just feel – I mean, with you playing in a dome, too, like
0: – loud there, man. It is very loud there. I was – as I was listening to him talk and I was thinking about the Viking Stadium, I remembered walking into that place. It is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. That stadium is gorgeous. New. Beautiful. Yeah. There's more suites on the field level, I think, than I've ever seen, including Dallas because Dallas has kind of like a down thing. They have suites on there. They have mid-level suites. And the fans were hanging out after the game, and we won because it was negative – 15 outside they just hang out in the stadium oh, until it closes mm-hmm. like four it was awesome and they had this big ass horn that they blew Ooh, and then they did the. the yeah the, that's the what skull. i'm saying if they can't, the skull, do the, can't i mean it was do? it was an electric environment over there and then i started thinking about whenever we would do um like our last practice for OTAs or, or one of our training camp practices would be open to the fans in the stadium though and i would have a punt period and it was like Kind of like probably about how many is going to be in some place like seventeen thousand yeah. people there probably ten thousand people there they all got a free meal and got a chance to watch our practice which are very boring but special teams periods always happen and I always like tried to treat it like it was game because you're in the stadium you know get a chance to read the wind a little bit more or whatever and I remember. Like, you're just being weird because it's like a practice. You feel like you're at a practice because you can hear people talking still. It's, I would assume, since there's a lot of money on the line, a Super Bowl on the line, very. but there's going to be some OGs that have been around a long time. And this is what LeBron said immediately upon yes. being asked if he's going to play without fans in the NBA. And he said, I ain't playing without fans. It's the only reason I play. Because the younger guys like, hey, I'm in the NFL. I'm going to get some money. Let's do this. They're going to be hyped up. But those older guys who've been around a long time, and maybe they do need a little – you know, a little boost from like the fans like to remember, oh, like this is game day. Okay, you need that. There's not going to be that. We're going to be, we're going to see a lot of mental toughness tested by some people here on whether or not they can get up with these empty ass stadiums. And we
1: talked to before like, wait until October, end of October, and like a team's like two and six or something like that, and there's no fans in Oof. the standstill, maybe. Like, that's going to be tough to, that's going to be tough to play.
0: So sorry to interrupt. Uh, boys, listen, it's all about convenience. Cutwater helps bring real alcohol drinks with you into the real world with their canned cocktails. These are not all these weird seltzers you see everywhere right now where you don't know if you're drinking rubbing alcohol. And No, they're actual vodka sodas, actual gin and tonics. They even have Bloody Marys. We had the Bloody Marys the day after our wedding. and Let me tell you, they were a lifesaver. Instead of having to get up and get all the ingredients and mix all that bullshit, Cutwater had the perfect Bloody Mary in a can. That is actually why they became our sponsor no joke once i had them connor actually brought them into our life boston connor we were hooked it was the most clutch drink we have ever had real alcohol real convenience go grab some cut water today listen you're staying at home you don't get to go out as much which means you don't get the chance to experience the bartenders the cocktail makers the people who know which alcohol and how much of alcohol to put into every single drink take all of that out Cutwater has all the drinks in the can. I think they even have Moscow Mule as an option in their right tie. They have a Moscow Mule.
2: Yeah, they do, and it is delicious.
0: They have a Moscow Mule option. Try Cutwater, the clutchest drink in the history of the game, taking care of you when you might not know how to take care of yourself. Back to the show. <laughs> Joining us now, Kansas City Chiefs legend, a man known as the X Factor, I believe. No, he's not on. I was just told he was on. Uh, he's getting comfy right now. He's uh, trying to find a good spot in his house. Oh, okay. Mm. So he's kind of he's hitting the circle button. Yeah. He's spin moving. Yeah. He's bumping out of tackles. I mean, he's doing everything he possibly can, probably high stepping into the end zone mm-hmm. a little bit in an electric factory. A man who changed the game on special teams as a returner for the Kansas City Chiefs for a long time. I got a chance to meet him at the draft. He was announcing one of the Kansas City's. Chiefs draft picks, which I assume is doing very well for their team now because that is what Veach and Andy Reid do. The Kansas City Chiefs have somehow put together a team with great draft picks, great contract usage, great free agents brought in, and they've been doing this for a long, long time. And now they are Super Bowl champions. They're Super Bowl champions in hosting the NFL season kickoff this evening. Okay, Jesus. Ladies and gentlemen, the X Factor, Dante. Oh wow. Wow. Woo. You see me flexing? You see me? What is that right there, Dante? Oh, man, he's flexing a Super Bowl ring right in our face right now on this camera stream. How are you, Dante? you got to feel good about this Chiefs team. Hey, the Chiefs not only win a Super Bowl, not only do they have an incredible celebration, the world shuts down, but now we're back. Everybody got signed. Patrick Mahomes just said that Andy Reid can add on to the concepts that we had last year. 18 of 22 starters. It's got to feel good to be a part of the Chiefs kingdom right now.
3: It really does, man. And for, for the longest, you know, we wasn't able to feel like a winning organization even though the organization has always been a winning organization. We just didn't have the Super Bowl and the AFC championships and things of those uh, nature to go along with that. And what? now, I mean, you can proudly say I'm a Kansas City Chiefs uh, kingdom fan or a Kansas City Chiefs native or whatever and say it with pride, man. it, it it feels great for what, sure.
0: What have you been heard, hearing out of training camp? We just heard, Patrick, "Oh, is that the Super Bowl ring you just put down?" Is that was that the Super Bowl ring? That yeah, you put? yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my God! Did you hear that thing? Super <laughs> <laughs> <You're> Bowl <bad laughs> Why now? How'd you get one? Because you're legend. Hey man,
3: be careful with the questions you ask. Ah! <laughs> questions you ask. I was about to no, say. No, um, they gave a select um, ambassadors uh, rings. Um, they still have me in the fold of the organization. They still um, keep me in the loop with everything. And we have an amazing ambassador program. So a select few guys were able to get some. Some of the staff got some obviously the coaches and the players, so uh, yeah, man, they took care of pretty much the central Kansas City Chiefs staffs, players, and former players.
0: Well, I'll tell you what, I would say that the X-Factor, Dante Hall, is essential to the Kansas City Chiefs <laughs> brand, especially at this point. I mean, Dante, your name is synonymous with the program, but now the program is going to, or organization is going to brand new heights. What have you been hearing out of training camp? Because the only thing that we've talked about is, how the hell have they figured out this salary cap to keep everybody happy and everybody paid? What have you been hearing out of training camp? I would assume Things are going smooth and the team looks great?
3: Yeah.
2: Oh, Oh, no. Oh, no. It's going to be a good one. That answer was the one we were looking for yeah, for I our know. fucking bet tonight. Yeah, that's yeah. what
0: we needed. That was literally the only answer we needed right there. Was a terrific How does because you remember Tom Curran was joined our yep. show last week, oh, yeah. and he was at New England Patriot training camp for the last that's what few months or yeah. whatever, <laughs> and he said team looks bad, terrible. yeah. And he said terrible. It was like he a heartbreaker classes, for Connor. Oh yeah, real heartbreaker. He said he said he was absolutely, and we're like, oh my god, are the Patriots gonna be bad? And, and even though Tom said that, nobody in the room even blinked an eye, and he was like, yeah, they still got Bill Belichick to figure it out. But if they end up stinking and winning very little amount of games like tom curran thinks it's gonna Mm -hmm. we heard it here first from tom curran because the eyes in the training camp are a big deal and now he's not on still not on Right now, so I'm not really sure what's going on there. Oh,
2: Jeez. Froze. That's poor connection so now. what? It was the
0: only answer we needed
2: right there. Right? Yeah. Uh, he was
0: about. on it too. Well, because you think about it, the Kansas City Chiefs gave a bunch of Super Bowl rings to ambassadors. Like, if the Colts win a Super Bowl this year, am I? Oh yeah,
2: absolutely.
0: Really? I get a Super Bowl. You're an ring? ambassador. I'll, could you not? I, I announced a draft pick. I guess they yeah, had a smash in the absolutely. hammer. I hit the hammer a couple times. The playoff I hit, party. I kicked a kicked the thing. I kicked yeah. the thing as an old man. There. Oh yeah, I would think so, right? Yeah, for sure.
2: Pep rally. No way. That's Nick. Whoa.
0: That's Nick, by the way. Whoa. Listen to Nick back there. Why Whoa. is that, Nick? You, you don't think there's a chance? Not a chance. You deserve it. They won't give it to
2: you. Oh, oh that makes sense. Nick. Were you the only Colts player on uh, the decade team as well?
0: Uh, on the. You're right. The on real the, one. On the pro football focus. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Do you
1: think... Um,
0: I don't know. That's it. Was I the only Colts I, player on there? I believe
1: so. You <laughs> might have been. Do you think that zoo uh, creature gets one over the you? The
0: orangutan would get one over me. Uh. Remember, now in my draft speech, I did allude to a story that was real. I retired alongside. I had two greats, Joe Wrights and Robert Mathis. That next draft, just a couple months later, after we all three of us retired, Robert Mathis announced a pick, mm-hmm. Joe Wrights announced a pick, and then the fucking zoo animal. <laughs> Son of a bitch! <laughs> I wasn't even asked about it. I wasn't even asked about it. So I wondered at that point, you know, what am I? Oh, am I turning heel against the Colts at this? Or that, I actually asked that question myself. I was like, bah. But they paid me a lot of money and took care of a lot of people, and I had a lot of good friends in there. And then our relationship has obviously built back since that point and since uh, the end of my career there in Indy,
2: I mean, which what, is good. what but. a cocky orangutan, just to yeah. say, you know what, yeah, I'll go up there.
0: Uh, all right, uh, Dante, you're about to get to a very important answer there for us, and I'm thankful that you're back on. Thank you for joining us. Sorry for the technical difficulty there, probably on your side. The um, <laughs> <laughs> the, um, the, uh, the, tra- <laughs> the training camp The training camp feel from the team How has it been? Has everything just been smooth? Have they picked up right where they left off 221 days
3: ago? That's what I've been hearing I haven't been out But I've talked to a good friend of mine And um, he said they look amazing They're competing like crazy And I think having the ability To bring back the nucleus Of a Super Bowl championship team Is key Usually a team wins the Super Bowl, everyone goes off to get paid, right? Uh, but this particular team, we brought everyone back, and then we added Clyde it was hilaire We added some nice rookies on the defensive side of the ball, and they've competed. They're not satisfied. So when you got a leader like Patrick Mahomes, Chris Jones, Tyron Matthew, these guys, they're hungry for even more championships. So I think the combination of all of that – has these guys looking good, feeling good, and I think they're destined to uh, try to repeat this season.
0: No team ever thinks about going undefeated or anything like that, but if you have a team that's stacked like that, that has to be in the conversation every once in a while, whether it's in the cafeteria or in the locker room. It's like, hey, there is no team that can match up. There is no team that can match up with this. Is how they have to be feeling because last year, at the end of the year, they proved that whenever they figured it out. And Patrick Mahomes said on the barbershop show that LeBron had on HBO that almost caused him to sue Nick Saban for having a barbershop show. He said that he didn't actually understand how to read a defense until halfway through the season last year. So Patrick Mahomes still has growth somehow. Exactly. I, w- I would assume that, that Tyreek Hill is still going to be even featured even more with even more ridiculous shit. Andy Reid has him run maybe 10 miles a game, but the defense has to cover that.
3: This and is- don't sleep. And don't sleep. Hey, Pat, don't sleep on McCole Hardeman. Mm-hmm. He yeah. was a rookie last year They got crazy experience. He's, I think, is going to be the guy that jumps off the board. I think Tyreek is going to be Tyreek. Kelsey is going to be Kelsey. Keep your eye on McCole Hardeman and the rookie out of LSU. Okay, uh, so Clyde Edwards.
0: Okay, McCole Hardman. By the way, took over the return duties. It was unbelievable because Tyreek Hill was another X factor like you. Whenever he was returning, then he stopped returning balls because he became too important to the offense or whatever. And I was like, okay, thank God they're going to lose. The guy. And then they just plugged in McCole Hardman. It's like no, same exact fucking guy. Somehow, how does this? <laughs> that's, eat- fu- hey,
3: that's fucking Brett Bre- Breach and uh, Beach and uh, Mark Donovan and and, and Andy Reid and his staff. They keep getting guys. In my opinion, you know, not first-rounders top ten. They're getting these guys second round, third round, fourth round. They're getting great value out of their draft picks. Um, so they're doing a tremendous job up top as well. Let's talk about Clyde Edwards-Hilaire then. Let's talk about it because there is high
0: expectations. I believe his over-under for rush yards tonight is 52 and a half yards, okay? Oh, over.
3: 100% over.
0: <laughs> I think so too because of the amount of weapons they have. They can't pack the box. The dude's going to potentially pop a 20, a 30, yeah. mm-hmm. just out of nowhere, I think. Uh, and I don't know enough about him, and I don't know enough about rookie running backs. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Time out. You don't know enough about him? No, I don't what think— he, th- What were you watching all last year? Right. <laughs> <laughs> What? I was Any watching the LSU game. No, I was watching the American Conference. Okay, <laughs> a Thursday Night Football, American Conference specialty, which is back tonight. I believe Tulane, Miami's playing mm-hmm. the football tonight. Ooh. But I, Joey Burrow took a lot of the shine. Justin Jefferson took a lot of the shine. Clyde was unbelievable. But now he's the guy because Damian Williams says he's out. And with a light like a box, with a light box, it feels like the running back is in actually a very good position. If you're a Kansas, and, and
3: then think about this, Pat. You know this also. It takes the defense a lot longer than the offense to, to get on one accord. So with the defense not having any preseason games to try to get on one accord, I feel like in the beginning of each season, first two or three games, defenses are not as good as, as they're going to be down the line because it takes a, a little while to get that cohesiveness. So I think tonight with no um, preseason games whatsoever for the defense to go out there and kind of, you know, get, get a makeshift look they're going to be exposed tonight, I believe. I think it'll be a high-scoring game, and because of that reason, I think Clyde Edwards gets 100 yards right out the game. Ooh. Right out the game. Ooh.
0: Wow. I remember that a couple of years ago, there was another young running back that got the ball in opening night or primetime game, and he had like 700 yards. Now he just got paid in <laughs> Cleveland. But um, whenever you talk about a defense being on the same accord, let's dive into the analytics of that a little bit. So, with Kansas City Chiefs, because there's so many weapons Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, McCole Hardman, Sammy Watkins, you name it, you have all these weapons that can get down the field. And Andy, Tyreek Hill, and Andy Reid has this offense where he does exploit that and he moves people down the field. They have to be in quite a deep shell, so they have to drop people out. So, the box that is in front of the offensive mm-hmm. line is nowhere near as big as it could be if it was a running team. But with the limited amount of people that you have there, everybody has to be very disciplined in their gaps, has to be very disciplined in their gaps. And that's what you're talking about with On Accord, because Whenever you have a light box, if one person decides to zig or is forced to zig and another person zags, that's an entire hole. And then the back end of that defense is so far down the field. I mean, there's a chance that Clyde Edwards-Hilaire could really eat, like really, really eat tonight if he wanted to. Because you
3: know you got to bring two safeties back. You have to keep two safeties back with McColl and Tyree. So that's automatically going to give you a seven-man box. And then with all the the, the things that Andy Reid does pre-snap, Someone is going to get confused. My offensive coordinator said something that stuck with me forever. And he's like, you know, the defense, if you take an NFL game, average, what, 60, 70, 80 plays. The defense has to be right 70, 80 times. The offense just has to be right four or five times. Meaning, if the defense is wrong one time, that's a bomb over the top. That's a big third down conversion. That's a big chunk game. The defense has to be right. Every single time, because if not, that one time you're wrong and that offense is right, it's bombs over Baghdad. So I think the Chiefs have the ability with that offense to be right four or five, maybe six, seven times. (laughs) And the defense, I don't think you can play a perfect game. Look at the San Francisco 49ers. They played a perfect game, 60, 70 snaps, and then in the fourth quarter, they didn't play perfect snaps for four or five plays and – And we're Super Bowl champs.
0: Well, that's that's the thing, though, about Patrick Mahomes saying that he learned how to read a defense is sometimes those defenses can miss or make a mistake in one of those. And your quarterback doesn't take advantage of it. Right. And that's like those moments where you'll see wide receivers pissed off. You'll see a lot of hands up in the air. You'll see offensive coordinators on the sideline frustrated. You'll see everybody come to the sideline. Normally, I would be trotting on the field at that point to punt (laughs) and everybody's pissed. The crowd saw it. and the quarterback missed it. But Patrick Mahomes, it seems like he will not miss a shot. He he does not miss a shot that he gets. And I think his growth, which is only going to continue to happen, is the weapon that Andy Reid has. And I can't believe they got him all locked down for the next 12 years. It makes, it makes no sense to me. It makes no sense to me.
3: Brought the tight end back. They brought uh, Tyreek back. Well, they got him locked up for three years. You had the rookie coming off a rookie contract. Then you go get this kid Clyde Edwards. I mean, and then they were able to also bring. Don't forget, Sammy Watkins back. He could have probably wouldn't got paid. They brought DeMarcus Robinson, our fourth receiver. He came back and got paid. So I don't know how they're doing it. They got some mad scientists, <laughs> mathematicians, uh, savants up in that damn uh, front office. Because I thought for sure our team would be broken up and guys would go run off and get paid.
0: Yeah, me too. And it's amazing that they have not I can't wait to talk to you throughout the season. I hope you will join us. Pro Bowler, nine-season vet for the Kansas City Chiefs, the man who changed the game, and now he has a Super Bowl ring because he's an ambassador, the X Factor, Dante Holt.
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: so he just hammered home everything we thought. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're good. Over on Edwards Hilaire mile. They are who we thought they were. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what we just learned. They are who we thought they were tonight's a big night for the nfl obviously going back seventeen thousand fans the nfl season is kicking off and it feels like the man that they are putting as the face of the league patrick bumps the man who got a half a billion dollar contract the man who is probably going to be promoted on every single nfl commercial this season going forward if i had to guess baker mayfield will still get his you know clean up the the stadium Mm -hmm. stuff which Mm -hmm. is great Mm -hmm. acting by the way sure i'm sure dak prescott will still get the the yogurt and the, the other stuff and i'm hoping that lamar jackson will pick it pick it up in uh, the marketing game as well because mm-hmm. he deserves it but patrick mahomes is going to be the face of the nfl for the next five ten years Hines, that's just how it's going to go that's just how it's going to be and if the nfl gets a performance out of patrick mahomes tonight that mimics anything like it did in the playoffs good night irene mm-hmm. we, there is a problem in houston That could be tough for them, especially with Bill O'Brien. That offseason. No idea. Has there been any positive, other than the Sean Watson getting re-upped, has there been any positive? uh, We talked to J.J. Watt. J.J. Watt was a good
2: conversation. Tunsil got re-upped as well.
3: I love Mm -hmm. Tunsil. Best lungs
0: in football. Uh (laughs) We are uh, on kickoff day. Nobody thought we were going to get here. Mm -mm. Can't believe that they've all bought in and not had any positive COVID tests over whatever for however long it has been the testing process, the practice, the training camp, everybody has kind of bought in and the mantra is it's going to take all of us there's been a lot of photos on social media by players I assume that has been given to them by their teams or the NFL, like hey it's going to take all of us we got to buy in, they've been able to do that here we are on opening day, and the best thing to do whenever a season starts is predict immediately what the last page is going to look like, Mm -hmm. so AJ since we are a big sports show, what we are going to do is we are going to talk about our Super Bowl winners and who will be playing in the Super Bowl. AJ, I would like you to go first. Who will be representing the AFC, which is the American Football Conference, against the NFC, which is the National Football Conference, in the Super Bowl that will be taking place in Tampa Bay, which is a city in Florida, Mm. and it's on
2: the water. So I went back and forth uh, on this thing a million times when you told me we are going to be picking our Super Bowl winners right now on the day of... NFL show. kickoff. Yeah, and makes sense. I tried, to ta- I tried to talk myself out of the Kansas City Chiefs, Pat. I really did. Because I know that's the easy pick. Everyone says, well, yeah, look at the Chiefs. They're loaded on paper. Patrick Mahomes, whatever. They should be good to go. But you know what? I'm sticking with them. I'm taking the yeah, Chiefs to get yeah. to the Super Bowl. Okay. That is definitely my AFC pick. I just can't see anyone taking them out unless – someone like Patrick Mahomes goes down and he's unable to play the Whoa. second half of the season. How would you do that? That's Whoa, the only way I see say something, it. something going wrong Jeez. with the Kansas City Chiefs. Easy. Are you wishing COVID or an injury on what Patrick Mahomes? Easy. Not a, I'm saying if he can stay healthy, if he's oh, not hurt, calm okay. down. Right, Just relax. like every other team in the NFL that has a franchise quarterback. If your franchise quarterback is healthy, you have a chance to win. Okay,
0: and who's in the NFC? Who's representing the NFC in the Super Bowl? The,
2: the NFC, I, I, this may surprise you a little bit, but Throughout my research, what I was doing, I just can't get off the Dallas Cowboys. Man. Oh, that pick. boy, A.J. Oh, A.J. Big wow. uh, Mike! Cowboys. Again, I have to make a pick. Because I'm doing this show oh, with you. But yeah, I'm taking Cowboys versus Chiefs.
0: Is this obligatory Cowboy talk from AJ Hawk? Thank you for that. Wow. Wow. Huh? Thank you
2: for us. Wow. Doing that.
0: What made you think that the Cowboys are going to make the Super Bowl? What made you decide that? Is that because their team is stacked? Is it because you like their schedule? Is it because the NFC East is a clusterfuck? What is exactly the reason for why you think the Dallas Cowboys will represent the NFC over the 49ers, over the Saints, over the Buccaneers, Ooh. over a lot of teams that are packed to the gills with talent as well? What you think the Dallas Cowboys, who are perpetual average football teams, what makes you think they're going to take it over the hump and make it to the Super Bowl? I'm excited for this. This is going to do
2: well on the internet, so I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, I think Dak Prescott, obviously, is primed to, to have a hell of a year. I think DeMarcus Lawrence is there. Bradley and I, they brought in another guy that can rush the passer. Oh, by the way, Alden Smith, this dude who oh, was oh, an a monster for a while. If they can get any kind of production out of Alden Smith. Alden I Smith Center? Gigantic, oh, yeah? yeah. Alden Smith is listed as a starter right now for the Dallas Cowboys. I've watched that guy firsthand, what he could do when he was with the Niners. Like, the guy is an absolute monster. I don't know what he's like now. I'm sure he's still pretty damn good. Yeah. And, you know, with Zeke, and they brought in CeeDee Lamb, too, at the receiver position. I just feel like they're stacked, and I understand – the Cowboys have had one of the most talented rosters in the NFL for multiple times where they didn't make a run in the playoffs and they really, I guess, underachieved. But I feel like McCarthy has whatever it takes. He's taken the reins a little bit. He and Jerry seem to be in sync. and I feel like the Cowboys can get it done. When was the last time Alden Smith played?
0: It's like four, four years four. Yeah. Four or five 2016, years I believe. Oh, my Lord. Because he, he ran into some problems right yeah. off the yeah. field. He was an all-pro, though. Correct. But he was, the life he was living off the field, if we know anything – the, the fact that he was able to play the way he was playing on the field while also doing whatever he was doing off the field, if he's focused in at all and still has any left in the tank, good for the Dallas Cowboys. And I do believe that Big Mike, Coach Mike McCarthy, who has the, the resume to have success and has gotten teams to places that they haven't been before. I think it's a good match made in heaven. I'm not going to go to the Dallas Cowboys in the NFC. For me, I'm going, with, are we doing on paper? Yeah, we're doing on paper. You know why we're doing on paper? Because we haven't seen a fucking thing from anybody. <laughs> yep. So I'm going to Tampa Bay Buccaneers to oh. represent the NFC. <laughs> How you doing? Keep it moving. They got Tom Brady, yep. obviously. They got Bruce Arians, who's a guy who has won a Super Bowl before. He's been there, done that with everything. Clyde Christensen, great quarterback coach, will be able to keep that team together. Tom Moore's down there with his wealth of knowledge, beating up COVID-19 at the age of 79 wow. or 90 maybe, maybe 105 years old. I like the coaching staff down there. I like Tom Brady. I like Gronk. I like the defense in a second year under Todd Bowles. On paper, that team, even if Mike Evans doesn't play for the first couple weeks because of a hamstring, injury they got AQ Shipley on that team that team on paper looks like they are going to be dominant now they have to get past the New Orleans Saints in the NFC South that's going to be a problem I guess the Dallas Cowboys are going to be a problem in the NFC as well says AJ Hawk and most media members because it moves the needle whenever you say that but I do believe the Tampa Buccaneers are going to be in the Super Bowl that their city will be hosting and I think that'll be the first time ever yes first time ever and in the AFC I had the same exact conversation you had pal I don't know how they have 18 and 22 starters that they've locked down for at least the next five years, all of them. I I don't know how the Kansas City Chiefs have gotten better this offseason. I don't know how they have figured out to keep everybody together. I don't know how they have kept their coaching staff together. It makes no sense what they've been doing, and they've been able to keep that competitive juice, so let's run this son of a bitch back. they got the face of the NFL right now, a quarterback. He seems determined to go and do more and accomplish more. They have the same amount of preparation time. The OTAs and everything like that getting canceled only helps them. Patrick Mahomes said he didn't learn how to read a defense until last year midway through the season. Season. That team seems to be hot. I don't know how you stop them. I guess you could potentially wish COVID on him. Yes, you know,
2: like AJ, like AJ Hawk, I guess. It's unbelievable. Absolutely not. I didn't even. I wasn't even thinking COVID honestly when I made that comment. If
4: yeah, seriously, oh, life okay, changed. Yeah, you can life change. You're you need? Right, right. What's the
2: last? What's the last positive test we've had in the NFL? Like that's not a thing. They, they've they're figured it out so far. Oh, it's not a thing. Oh, wow. Talking it yeah, hey. into the world. Thought, Truther. I agree with you.
0: I agree with you. By the way, it is not a thing. Let's just act like it's not a thing, and then it just won't be a thing. You you know know what? That's just, no. we're talking it,
2: football right we're not talking like world. we're not talking we've world. talked COVID enough like we're talking strictly football, football right now and right now if you have to predict the Super Bowl which is what sports shows have to do this is something
0: that has to happen on the opening days you have to predict who's going to win you have to go strictly off of paper and I think the Chiefs and the Bucks are a team that's going to make a run now I'll be surprised if the Patriots stink which a lot of people are saying they'll stink I'll be very surprised by that I think Lamar Jackson's going to have a great year I think Marshall Yonder even is a big deal that hasn't been talked about enough in the offensive line I think the Colts are going to be damn damn good for them to make a run i just think the chiefs are going to be quite a task and they're going to be hot tonight i think they win by a lot tonight and i think they just keep that thing going they got their eyes on the prize until something changes in a week or two when we redo this entire prediction thing
2: well you mentioned the nfc east and when you look at the nfc east like other than the cowboys well i guess the cowboys there's still a lot up in the air as well but the Eagles, like we don't know that. I feel like they are regressing. There's it just sounds whatever's coming out of camp. It doesn't seem like they have a. Ton, everyone has a ton of confidence in them. The Giants, I don't know what the Giants are going to be. I think they're going to be improved. I don't know what that means. They only had four wins last year. In Washington, Dwayne Haskins, like that's an uphill battle. They'll be improved too, but what does that mean? Is that five wins? Washington will be very tough to win there.
0: I, I mean, everything in the NFL is eliminating distractions. I'm not sure with COVID, with it name change with exposés coming out every other week i don't know how easy it'll be new head coach who has been diagnosed with a form of can I, I i don't know how that's a lot of obstacles especially with a young quarterback who's just been named captain that seems like that is a rebuild operation there okay as opposed to a reload that feels like that is a rebuild operation but i think it, i think they got hey. The sun is bright after the darkest oh, dawn. You, I think that's going to yeah. happen in Washington. I, I think there's going to be a bright sun. over I don't know if it'll be with a new owner, which I'm potentially hearing is potentially going to happen, by the way. Is Snyder going to get forced out? Mm. I don't
2: know. Some Feels sources like have been telling me that it's Feels potentially like going to happen. It.
0: But I, I think the NFC East is wide open for the Cowboys, if they can just figure out. And without them having the, you know, this guy. Here you go. I wonder if that'll help him out. shall see. All right, so who you got winning the Super Bowl in yours? Dallas Cowboys, Kansas City Chiefs. I have the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, AJ. Oh. Who is this guy? Whoa! Oh. so you said everything about the Kansas City Chiefs and finding it impossible to go ahead and have anybody beat them in the AFC, but you're like, you know what? Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, Big Mike McCarthy, Jerry Jones, they'll slay the beast that is Kansas City Chiefs. That's what you're saying?
2: Yes because I think the wow. Super Bowl it's a one off. It's an outlier. It, it it's not exactly what the the full season like whatever you did before that obviously it's it's a new year. When you when you play that Super Bowl it's oh, a, whatever you man, do that night for those 60 there. minutes and I feel like I just know how tough it may be for the Chiefs and the momentum they'll have, and the, they'll be a big favorite most likely if it's Chiefs Cowboys in the Super Bowl. And I think the Cowboys find a way to, to take that underdog mentality and run with it. You're going to be either loved or hated by people on the internet. <laughs> hated. <laughs> I just want to let you know that both. You should should be both. I have the Chiefs running it back. By the way, for anybody that's asking. I mean, I, I could. Have, I wanted be I wanted to nice. do that, but I just know. Yeah, that's I know I mean. how tough it may be, and I just didn't want to. I, I just, it's nothing. no slight against the Chiefs. I just, I just know what they're going to have to do and what they have ahead of them.
0: Can't thank you enough for choosing to listen to this show. I know there's a lot of things that can penetrate your ear holes. The fact that you allow us to do so is awesome. Big thanks to Kyle Rudolph, Dante Hall, and to all of you. From all of us, to all of you, we'll see you, Mignana, for another Feel Good Friday. Hey, Feel Good Friday coming tomorrow. It's going to be popping, they say. And guess what? We might have some bangers as well. Little Feel Good Friday bangers to send you in the NFL and college football launch weekend in a beautiful fashion. Thursday, September 10th, this one's over. Hey, Canadian Gumpy, please play some independent music.